You're listening to Financial Insights, a podcast that helps investors through the difficult maze of financial planning and saving for retirement. I'm Brian Ullman, and I'm a financial advisor and certified financial planner at Ford Financial Group. And together with some guests and other advisors at my firm, we're talking about the issues and questions relating to finance that face our clients every day. All right, welcome back to the Financial Insights Podcast. I will begin by saying, if you are new here, welcome. We had a lot of interest that came from last week in our area. If you're not from the Fresno or Central Valley area, there's a big news story that's going on that a kind of tech incubator, if you will, this mix of a tech incubator and a WeWork situation. Anyway, the business was imploding on itself. It furloughed 900 employees nationally, 300 locally. So a big story, a big impact. And from time to time, advisors from our office go on the news to address current issues. In this most recent case, it was me on the news talking about what's going on with furloughed employees and what can go on with your 401k and rollover options. And it's an interesting situation because these people weren't laid off. They were furloughed for the time being. I think that the company's probably going to fall in on itself. But anyway, we were addressing those, those items. But during the newscast, they mentioned this podcast, the Financial Insights Podcast. So if you are one of the new subscribers that has come from the CBS station that we were interviewed on, welcome. And I think you're going to like what you're going to find here. And today we are talking, it is just me today. And I know if you go back for the last couple of episodes, you're going to find that I was suggesting that one of my partners here at the office, Ryan, was going to be with us here this week. And I keep promising that week after week. We Again, some logistic stuff is coming the way. We didn't want to delay the podcast, so we're going to record one just me talking right now or this week about the stock market implications if a recession arrives later this year. Because what we'd really hope to do in this episode was talk about the official start of a new bull market today. We're recording this on the 7th, but we don't have any luck in that regard here because the S&P closed at 4283 on Tuesday and as of this recording was trending around that level in the morning of Wednesday the 7th. And so it's falling just short on Tuesday, about a quarter percent short of a close of at least 20% above the October 12th, 2022 low of 3577. And in the grand scheme of things, there isn't much difference between 4283 and 4292, but it does mean that our celebration of the new bull market is going to have to wait a little bit longer. Now hopefully stocks are going to achieve that milestone soon and it certainly feels as though momentum is on the side of the bulls versus the bears here in the most recent past here. Tuesday's quarter percent, roughly quarter percent gain in the S&P 500 wasn't particularly exciting, but the 2.7% jump in the Russell 2000 index hints that investors are actually starting to embrace risk and suggests we might start to see better breadth, which is positive signs that the new bull market is probably not far off. Let's decode some of this, though. A quarter percent gain isn't exciting, but the old saying is that stocks take the stairs up and the elevator down. This is a sign of that slow grind that's going on. The Russell 2000 index that I mentioned 
is smaller companies, smaller cap stocks, not the big behemoths that you think of that are Fortune 500 companies. Smaller companies tend to be a little bit riskier of an investment. And as we are seeing investors embrace those smaller companies and broader investments than just mega tech companies, for example, that is breadth. Wider investment in more kinds of companies, that's helping things improve or showing signs that investors are embracing the fact that markets are improving, even if the economy might have some difficulties ahead. Before we pop any of those champagne corks, though, the elephant in the room amidst this rally is that recession still appears likely to happen in the next 6 to 12 months. Certainly a soft landing is possible still. Last week's blowout jobs report for May certainly helps make that case, but the economy has started to show some cracks, and the bond market's pointing to recession with the yield curve still inverted, which means the short-term interest rates are higher than long-term interest rates. We mentioned this over and over. See the yield curve episode from a couple of years ago. And leading into economic indicators, which we've also talked about before, are strongly signaling recession based on history. And consumer spending appears to poise to slow as post-pandemic pent-up demand dwindles. And the effects of higher interest rates and tightening financial conditions flow through the economy with a lag. So in other words here, the cards are stacked against this economy, and it's continuing to grow over the next year plus. Now, we assume that recession is coming fairly soon, so let's say the next 12 months. Though it's likely to be short and shallow, maybe something akin to the early 90s, what does that mean for stocks exactly? I'll post to one of the LPL charts in the day, which if you take a look at it, is going to show that stocks tend not to do all that well in the months leading up to an official recession. If you look at the recessions back to the early 1970s to see how the S&P 500 index performed during the 12, 6, and 3 months before those economic downturns began, that's what you're going to see. Now, on average, 6 months before, the index has fallen 1.4, though the median is slightly positive at 1%. 3 months before recessions began, performance was a bit weaker with an average and median decline of 1.6 and 3.8% respectively on the S&P 500. Those aren't horrible numbers. And I think some comfort can be taken from the fact that the worst returns were around the 2001 recession, which we could argue experienced a more severe bubble in the dot-com kind of boom, the tech bubble 1.0. And it was hit multiple times with the accounting scandals that followed Keep in mind, 9-11 was a part of that in the early 2000s as well. And then also consider the more mild recessions in the early 80s and 90s saw that stocks actually do quite well. On the other hand, stocks have historically bottomed during recessions. So the gains leading up to that economic peak don't necessarily mean that stocks are out of the woods. We're going both directions here. And it's hard to know. Keep in mind, we won't know as far as a a recession is concerned until well after the fact whether it when a recession's begun and when it might be ended. Now remember, the National Bureau of Economic Research is the arbiter of recessions and typically doesn't date them until at least six months after they start. So we'll be well into a recession before the official declaration is made. So perhaps watching where stocks go over the summer could provide a little bit of an early warning signal. I think the bottom line here is that with elevated recession risk, a rally through the high end of our year-end fair value target range on the S&P 500 at 4,400 seems unlikely in the near term. 
And with bonds offering some of the richest yields in decades, the risk reward for stocks still isn't as compelling, I think, in our view. There's some real opportunity here in bonds. And so the strong momentum in stocks may carry the market a bit higher from here, but our fair value range is pretty close here. And it seems like a natural place for stocks to perhaps slow down and take a bit of a breather after ripping for the last couple of weeks like we've seen. We are going to have to wait and see like with everything else. But I think ultimately in the long run, the prospects are good for stocks. But in the interim, if we compare stocks and bonds, we are maybe nearing that fair value range for stocks, whereas bonds have some opportunity and can be able to run a little bit, especially after that awful year last year. I'm going to leave it there. Again, if you are new here and joining us, you can email us your questions at info at fordfg.com. Whatever they happen to be, we have a webcast that we do from time to time called Casual Friday. We address those frequently asked questions in there. So you can always ask those and we can either address them here on the podcast or address them in our webcast when we do those. And you can find that under Ford Financial Group on YouTube. So I will leave it there. Have a great week and I will talk to you in the next one. The advisors with Ford Financial Group are registered representatives with, and securities are offered through, LPL Financial, member FINRA and SIPC. Investment advice is offered through Perennial Investment Advisors, a registered investment advisor. Ford Financial Group and Perennial Investment Advisors are separate entities from LPL. The opinions voiced in this material are for general information only, and are not intended to provide specific advice or recommendations for any individual. All performance referenced is historical, and is no guarantee of future results. All indices are unmanaged, and may not be invested into directly. Stock investing involves risk, including loss of principal. No strategy assures success, or protects against loss. The economic forecasts set forth in this podcast may not develop as predicted. Ford Financial Group, Perennial Investment Advisors, and LPL Financial do not provide tax or legal advice or services. This information is not intended as a solicitation or an offer to buy or sell any security referred to herein. 